0: What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter, Carrie Rowan, on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m., when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Carrie Rowan, your host of Look for the Good on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Listen online, on your mobile devices, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more and for a full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com and get our apps. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network is the media partner for Omega Institute. Well, hello, everyone. We are back for another edition of Look for the Good, and I'm super excited to share some fresh ways to manage your mindset and help you feel better fast, because really that's what it's all about here. It's about finding some new ways and some things that maybe seem really simple because we don't go into anything complex. They seem simple because they are. They're easy ways to help you learn to manage your mindset. And I'm super excited about our show today because we have a special guest on that has some amazing stories that's going to blow you away. Her name is Mary McCarthy, and I can't wait to bring her on, so stay tuned because that's going to be really awesome. And what we're talking about today is we're talking about mindset. Now, if you know me at all and if you've been listening, you know that is my jam. I love mindset. We talk a lot about mindset here. And how do you change your mindset? And what is your mindset anyways? What is this state of mind that we talk about? So we're going to talk a little bit about that first, and then I'm going to bring Mary on in the next segment, and she is going to talk about her new book, actually, which is called Mindset Medicine. So it's all going to tie in so nicely today. And when we talk about mindset, it's really just more than what we're thinking, Right. It's our state of mind. Some people call it attitude. In my book, I have an acronym that I came up with. My book is called Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. And in that research that I've done on stories, I came up with an acronym, and it's the word story because I figured what easier way for people to remember it than S-T-O-R-Y. And the first thing, the first letter being S in that acronym, state of mind, your state, right? Not the state you live in. The state that you live in, not the the physical state, but the state that you live in in your body and your mind, right? It's how how do we manage that? How do we relate to that? How do we even become aware of what that is? And since we're here talking about the acronym, I'll just share the rest of it for you in case you're curious. So it's based on the word story. So we've got state of mind and how are you managing your state of mind? And then the T stands for your true intention. And I teach people how to align with what your intentions are so you can live in a congruent state. And then O stands for outcome. A lot of times we forget to think about the outcome of our stories, how our stories are affecting everybody else in our life. And the R stands for reframe. And choosing a new reframe. What is our perspective on things? You know, how do we see life? Because that's going to determine what happens to us is our view of life and the kind of lens that we're looking through every day. And then why, the why of story, is you had it all along. You have the power. And how do we own that power? How do we take that power back? Because we've given that power away so much in our life. We've actually been trained to give our own power away crazy as that sounds. We're actually going to talk a little bit about that today as well. So how do you take your power back? So that's the STORY acronym, and all of my work is based on that acronym. My whole book is structured around that S-T-O-R-Y acronym, and then all the chapters fall under um, whatever the first letter is. So for example, today we're talking about state of mind, and the first three chapters in my book talk about state of mind. We talk about what is it, and how do you know where it is? And how, why are we habitually falling into these habits all the time? So the coolest thing about this work that I really love and the biggest thing I want you to become aware of is that you always have a choice, right? A lot of times people will think, well, I can't choose what's going on. You can't choose those outside circumstances, but we can choose how we react to it. We can choose to look a certain way at something, right? We can refocus our glasses, if you will. We can change our perspective, So we always have choice. And when I teach that to my clients, that's probably the most empowering thing to teach somebody because once you realize that you have choice, you've got all the freedom in the world, right? Doesn't that make you feel better? Hey, wait a second. This is my life. I have a choice. When you can realize that, you know that you can make all sorts of decisions. And every day you should be making decisions because that's where your power lies, is acknowledging you have the choice and then doing something about it, making a choice. Hey, do I like the way this feels? Do I like the story I'm telling? Do I like the way my life is going? Because we all have a choice to change it if we want to. And that's the exciting news, right? So we look in this, it, we're looking for the good, right? And that's what we talk about. We're talking about how to look for the good. I'm going to talk about and share with you some ways that you can quickly change your mindset, because it's so easy to focus on what's not working, right? And that's kind of the theme here. That is so easy that it's you can always find what's not working in your life. It's always available to you anytime you want it. But what most people don't realize, because they get stuck in that pattern of negative thinking and negative thoughts and negative mindset and they don't realize how easy it is to actually change that. So I can't wait to get to five simple ways for you to change those, change your mindset, and feel better fast. But remember, we got to be kind when we're doing this work, and we're going to talk a little bit um, with Mary about this too because she's all about self-compassion and self-love. We have to be kind when we find something that we've been doing or a habitual feeling that we have always been feeling for years and years and years because state of mind isn't just what we feel today. It can start to become cumulative, right? If it's a negative state of mind, how are we feeling now? Well, that state of mind can last for a day or a week or a month or 10 years or a lifetime if we let it. And that's the beauty about realizing that you have the ability to change it once you decide if it's not a good fit for you. But here's the tricky thing. I want to go back to the point about compassion is that our brains are just doing their job, right? I've mentioned this before, our brains are so good and we're all programmed the same way. We're all the same in this, that our brains are programmed to look for what's wrong. Why? Because it's a safety mechanism, right? It's a piece of software. It's an outdated piece of software, but it's a piece of software, if you will. Like on your computer, you know, you want to update your security system. Well, we need to update our security system because it no longer serves us. And there's a lot of ways that you can, you know, move outside of that and overcome that natural tendency to look for what's wrong and what you're going to do is you're going to actually be reprogramming your brain and as complicated as that sounds it's really not that difficult you're going to reprogram you're going to say hey wait a second Er, my brain is just doing its job right now time out it's trying to keep me safe and it's keeping me in fear and that feels yucky so I want to choose something new And that's what I help people do, overcome their biology, if you will, overcome that programming that we all have in there automatically. And when we can just, you know, thank the brain for doing its job, but tell it to kind of go into the backseat, we've got this, we're going to take over with our conscious thought here today in the present moment, we're not going to be living in the past or the future, we're just going to be here in the present where our true power lies anyways. And when you can learn how to do that pretty quickly, you can overcome that programming. And you can live the life that you've longed to live. And that's what I love helping people to do, helping people to realize that they actually do have the power. So if you're interested in finding out some more about working with me personally, if you're interested in and you're ready for a personal transformation, jump on my website at kerryrowan.com, C-A-R-R-I-E, r-o-w-a-n dot com and you'll see right on my homepage, right on that first page, you can sign up for a free 15-minute consultation with me. And I'd love to hear about you and your stories because that is my jam. I love helping people change their stories so that they can live with more authenticity and more joy because hey, that's what we're here for anyways, right? So back to what we were saying before about learning to reprogram our brain. You can overcome this quicker than you think if our mindset is really just or our state of mind is really our attitude it's what we're thinking in the moment and we can change that right if it's what we're thinking and then our thinking causes us to feel a certain way which then causes us to act a certain way then we can stop it right there at that first step with our thoughts when we start to become aware of what we're doing and become aware of the fact that believe it or not We all have habitual emotions that we hang out in. You might not like that, but it's true. If you were to sit down and track for a week the emotions that you felt, you'd start to recognize these patterns. Ooh, geez, I feel angry a lot or uh, bored or disappointment or whatever the yours is. We all have our own one that we kind of revert back to when we're feeling negative. And understanding that about yourself and being kind to yourself because you figured that out is actually great information because now if you want to, you've just learned something new about yourself and you can change it. So figuring out what those habitual states are is really going to help to release them, right? Because knowing when you know something, you can do something about it. So the fact that we're all kind of sort of recycling the same feelings over and over again It leads me to the point that we can actually become addicted to our own feelings, right? Sometimes to feel something, as Joe Dispenza says, I love Dr. Joe's work, to feel something is better than feeling nothing, right? So we often revert back to these emotions so that we can actually feel something. Well, they might not be healthy for us, and maybe we're done with those awful, habitual, negative states that we find ourselves in. And I'm going to share with you in a few minutes just how to get yourself out of those. So if we're recycling those same feelings, this ties into the story work because we're recycling the same stories, right? And here's the thing about mindset. We've talked about this before. Your stories determine your mindset. Your stories determine how you're feeling, right? Because some stories feel good and some stories don't feel good. And the more we tell the ones that don't feel good, it affects our state of mind. And the opposite is true. You can be in a really good state of mind and wake up and feel great that day and do all the things you intended to do and maybe you even meditated and you're feeling fantastic and all of a sudden your phone rings and it's that friend and she wants to know the story about what happened last week that made you so upset. And the second you find yourself stepping into that story again and starting to tell her about that story, what happens? What happens to your body? What happens to your mind? What happens to your state of mind? the whole thing starts going right back to where you were when the story happened, doesn't it? Isn't it amazing how fast that can happen? And you're like, wait a second, I was just feeling great. And you find yourself in that story and you're like, oh my God, my heart's racing, I'm feeling upset and angry. I'm feeling the same way that I felt when this happened. And that happens all the time. So becoming aware of that, once you become aware of that, you won't do it anymore because you don't like the way it feels. And once you're aware of it, you can never go back to being unaware of it, right? I love that. So when we can understand what those feelings are and the stories we tell when we're feeling that way, you are just on your way to feeling better because now you recognize your own patterns. And I'm going to show you some fun ways to break those patterns. So that's how we can tell if our stories are serving us or not. And being kind along the way, you know, loving yourself anyways, even though you might have been telling a story that was less than loving for you or maybe who you were telling it about or who you was listening to your story. And we need to learn to do this work with self-compassion and loving ourselves because, you know what, we all do it and it's okay. And once you become aware of it, you're not going to want to do it because you're going to want to feel better. We all want to feel better. And that's what we do here. We help you feel better at Look for the Good. So let's talk a little bit about some ways. How can we shift that? I'm going to give you some really simple things, and they do. They sound simple because they are simple, but simple is always best, isn't it? So five quick ways to shift your mindset and feel better fast, because the cool thing is, once you become aware of this, you can change it quickly. It doesn't take years to change your mindset. You can change it right then once you decide, hey, wait a second, I'm noticing I'm falling into this old pattern of mine, this old emotion that I always go to I don't I don't want to do that right now and how do you do that how do you change that well there's two things I want you to focus on one of them is focus. <laughs> one of them is hey wait a second what am I focused on right now because when you can shift your focus you can shift everything okay so if you're focused on what's broken what's not working what's wrong here this person's mad at me when you're totally focused and engulfed in that you're thinking those thoughts, that's where your mindset is. So if you can change your focus and turn it to something that is working in your life, you can change your mindset that quickly. And the second thing I want to focus on is your body, okay? Because when we can change our body, we can change our mindset. The two are so closely tied together, okay? If you've ever heard Tony Robbins talk about this, he talks about how emotion is created by motion, right? So the way we move, and there's studies that prove, there's a Harvard study that proves this, our body language determines how we feel. So how are we using our body? You know, if somebody walked through their door with the head down, you would know how they were feeling. So take a look at your body, pay attention. When we change our focus or our physiology, we can change our state of mind quickly. So way number one, in the five ways to shift your mindset and feel better fast, move your body. Our moods and our mindsets, like we were just saying, are greatly affected by our bodies and how we move them. Are we moving slow with our head down and shuffling across the floor? Or do we have a little skip in our step? Getting yourself moving or walking or just getting outside and any other kind of exercise isn't really just for your body. It's for your mind. It'll keep your whole body flowing and you're going to get those positive endorphins. It's going to be a chemical change. When you go out and walk, you change the chemistry in your body. And that's going to help make you feel better quickly. And try it. You could be in the middle of trying to solve a problem and you walk outside and you go for a walk. I remember writing my book. I would do this a lot. I would get stuck. What's the perfect word? The sentence is it. And the second I would feel that stuck or frustration, I would just get out. Just go outside or get out of my office and go spin around the house or go change the laundry upstairs and then come back to my work. And it always changed things up for me. So that's number one. Move your body. And Number two, make a personal mantra. These all begin with M, by the way, as we'll catch on to quickly. What's a personal mantra? Why is that important? It's a positive little mini story that you keep repeating to yourself. So make it something believable, though. Don't make it something totally unbelievable. Make it something believable, and you can start it with one and then improve on it and tweak it as you start to feel a little bit better. One of my favorites is things are always working out for me. I love that one. Because what could be wrong with that? Things are always working out for me. Or all things are possible here. So keep asking yourself or saying that little mantra to yourself. What is your little personal mantra? Script something out. Write something down for yourself before we get off this call today. And try it. See if it works. And then modify it as you go along. Number three, meander outside. We talked about going for a walk. Even if it's just going to get the mail, getting outside is a great way to That does two things. It not only changes your focus, it also changes your physiology. So get outside, get in nature. You start to appreciate life more. You just breathe deeper when you're outside. And the fresh air, the sun, all these things, again, can change your mood and start to get some positive endorphins flowing in your body. Listen to the sounds around you. Smell a beautiful flower. Smell is a really fast way to change your state of mind. And so you're moving your body while all these other things in nature are helping. And I don't care if it's snowing outside or raining. I went for a walk the other day when it was raining. It was actually so cool to be out in the rain and just feel the cold drops of rain on my face and breathe it in and feel it underneath my feet. So there's all these sensory things that are going on as you're changing your state of mind so quickly. And it's a natural way to ground you while you're out there. It gets your energy centers back in balance again, your chakras. Number four, manifest more gratitude. Well, why is that important? We did a whole show on gratitude because gratitude changes your brain. It's proven to change and rewire your brain. And it's so easy to find something to be grateful for, especially if you're standing outside. I find nature is just inherently a great place to go and and appreciate what's around you. And then you can ask yourself at any point during the day, I'll often stop, especially I'm having one of those moments, if I'm stuck on something in my work, what am I grateful for in this moment? Because in that instant, it changes your mind really fast. And then take a few seconds and savor whatever it is you love most about the moment and stay on that topic for 20 seconds and just see how that starts to accumulate. It starts to attract more goodness in your life. It'll really change the direction of your day if you just put a little sticky note to remind yourself to do it at those moments when you need it and those moments when you don't. Number five is me, myself, and music. Music, music, music. You know I love music. It's a powerful way to change your mind. It's one of the easiest and the fastest way to change your mind. Have you ever been in a really bad mood and all of a sudden you have to go somewhere, you jump in your car, it's a beautiful day, the sun's out, you're cruising down the highway, you've got the windows open, your favorite songs on the radio, you're cranking it and you're singing, your hair's blowing in the wind. I mean, who could feel bad in that moment? You just can't. Because not only did you change your focus, you changed your whole physiology along with it and you're singing along and singing is another great way to change your state. So try these things. have a little dance party for one in your office. Um, You know, when I do my trainings on Zoom, we start the class dancing together, okay, because it's a great way to get yourself in a high-energy state of mind, ready to be open for learning or whatever it is that you're going to do next. So you're moving, you're changing your focus, you've got everything working here when you incorporate music because it's a really quick state changer. So try that on and have a little dance party for one in your office. So that is my take on mindset today and I'm super excited we're going to break here quick and we're going to come back with Mary McCarthy author of mindset medicine and we're going to talk a little bit more about mindset and you're going to get some great ways and tools that you can use every
0: day to help you feel just a little bit better lucid dreaming allows us to access the power of our unconscious to heal our minds while we sleep the shadow refers to all that we hide from others. Discover how to lucid dream and transform your shadow side with best-selling author Charlie Morley. Mention discount code DREAM for 20% off when you register for Lucid Dreaming into the Shadow at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, October 28th to the 30th. Learn more at eomega.org. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes, as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times best-selling authors, James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through mayhem to miracles. Sacred Stories of Transformational Hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy to use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life.
2: This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Look for so the Good. I'm so excited to introduce you to Mary McCarthy. She is our special guest today, and I'm so honored to have her here. She's the Chief Empowerment Officer and the founder of Create Right Now, the home of journaling for the health of it. She's also an international best-selling author of these books, Journaling Power, How to Create Your Happy, Healthy Life You Want to Live, and Heal Yourself with Journaling. I'm holding in my hand her newest book, Mindset Medicine, a Journaling Power Self-Love Book. And I can't wait to talk to Mary about this. Mary, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Good evening,
3: Carrie. It's nice to talk to you again.
1: Nice to talk to you again. So fun to have you here. I'm super excited. I love the work you do. You know, I love journaling. We talked about that, and the fact that it just it coincides with my work so much. I just feel like we have so much good gems to share with people here, and I just love the title of your book. Share with us how you came up with that amazing
3: title. Well, I came up. I came up with it from from my journal as as all wonderful great ideas, phrases, name of my business, you name it, uh, came up in my journal. Because I I realized Mm -hmm. one day, wow, what journaling is really helping me do is adjust my mindset. I really feel physiologically and biologically that I'm with my pen to page every day in my, my journal. It's getting into my brain, and uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. really helping me bring up things to examine, as you said, the stories and say, what's this all about? What's going on there? And then I decided this, because I think there's definitely an opportunity for a more self-love as opposed to selfishness, and I guess um, that's how the, the book started, and uh, just, yeah, facing on it's like, oh you know we've been living out there and it's fun to live in here and that's what my sentence Mm. is all about
1: i love that you know you talk about that um oh sorry uh, you're cutting out a little bit um you talk about that external i I, you know we're so i talk about this in my book too because we're so externally focused aren't we Everything's outside of ourselves. We're focused on our house, on our cars, and then the clothes, and then these little gadgets, these phones in our hands 24-7, especially the generation below us. And we're so externally focused, right? We don't have that class that teaches us how to go inward. I mean, I have a class. You have a class. But, you know, at school, they don't teach kids how to do this. You know, I love that we're coming, we're sort of waking up to this, and meditation's becoming more, more mainstream, and people talk about, mindfulness and all these things so I feel like we're heading in the right direction but we still have so long to go you know people focus on mm-hmm. enhancing their homes they should be enhancing their brains their their in their inner world right
3: oh definitely and that's what journaling for the health of it is is all about is focusing on who really lives in your body mm I've always wondered and, that. And, who Who is it, Mary? <laughs> and my, I again, the, the focus has been so much external. It's, it's just really <laughs> sitting down and questioning and just taking a look at, who am I today? Uh, and just having that just that phrase is something so totally different than we've ever, ever, ever been exposed to. And it's, it's scary, but it's, just like, it's also exhilarating. It's like an adventure, like, yeah, I really have no no clue as to who I am, unless, unless the drilling comes in to get out and mm-hmm. start doing okay. the, the heavy lifting and the, and the digging to find out who really does live in my body.
1: I love that, and you know what, I love, I love what you just said, because you said who am I today? And, and that's because we change every day. Every day we have the ability to be a new person if we want to, right? Every day we get all these new cells in our body. So why can't we think differently? If every day my body's regenerating, then why isn't my mind? And I feel like there's so much power in there, Mary.
3: Oh, absolutely. And I'm just so excited to live in the world that we live in with people like you know, Bruce Lipton and, and uh, other neuroscientists to take a look at what is really in our brain, and it's so far and beyond what the traditional uh, healthcare industry and medical establishment that focuses purely on the physical, I mean, we're way much more, as you know, we're emotions, we're thoughts, we're energy, we're a process, and we're not a structure. Certainly, we're, the physiological part of us is a structure, but, you know, all these um, thoughts and emotions and things like that, and and programming and, you know, just the subconscious, unconscious, all these things are inside of us. Like as you said earlier, who we're never even exposed to is just, okay, study for your MCAT, pass your SATs, get a job, do this and all. And it's like, woo, it's to this point, that focusing on ourselves because of all the programming is just so selfish, so self-centered, you should be saving the world.
1: It's so true. It's so true. And I I, I love, you know, the way you sort of combine, you're you're talking about emotion. And, you know, I think emotional intelligence is a a really important thing. And you you do hear a lot about it these days. And we all know it's a hard thing to come by. Not, Not everybody has emotional intelligence. And how does this emotion, how does that tie in? You know, with our bodies, and I know you've talked about issues in our tissues, and I just love that little catchphrase. Um, tell us a little bit more about that,
3: Mary. Well, I think that the thing about the way uh, we were raised and trained and, and reinforced, and and it's it's all about that. We're so much more than you know we ever uh, ever be, believed or encountered. We were to the point that we were um, really taught how to suppress our emotions to uh, deny if you will our emotions all these things but they're they're here they, they didn't go anywhere carrie they're in the <laughs> uh, they they become the issues in that tissue there's so many things that if you if, if you can't uh touch and feel it or see you know, it on a um a spreadsheet or, or whatever then it doesn't exist so this whole thing of emotions have such a bad negative uh, thing that really uh, give us, really help uh, get, provoke us to get sick and get, you know, even the emo- emotional outbursts and things like that. So it's just mm-hmm. really, I, I, I guess you, you said earlier, too, about awareness. It's just like the awareness that we are whole people, we are whole mm-hmm. beings, we are emotional we are mental, we are spiritual, we are physical. And so when you're, and it's like, it, uh, it's like going on a treasure hunt to find out, oh my goodness, I have all these feelings, thoughts, What, what all these parts of me that it's like, they told me that it didn't exist, though. So, so I think, and that kind of the Adrenaline, right. the the drilling helps you go on that uh, excursion, that adventure, that exploration to find out oh, wow, I've been thinking that, I've been saying that, and it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't belong to me. <laughs> it belongs to somebody else, because we have been so, so much focused on and taught that we're supposed to be our purpose in life. is supposed to you
0: know, go
3: out and save the world and everything external, and then the external emphasis on, on money and things and possessions, and it's, 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 uh, it's as you said earlier, it uh, requires a lot of work, but it's, it's all in there. All our feelings, mm. all our thoughts, good, bad, and different. It's all in there. It's just like as I said, um, journaling is the opportunity for to, to get us to realizing. Oh my goodness, that's been, been in there, or that's what I thought, or that's what I I felt. I mean, I'm, I forced to take those four-letter words. Feel, F E E L. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah, how many times are we allowed to feel or told what we're supposed to be, what we should be feeling?
1: Mm, that's so true. And journaling—it's just—it's magical. I mean, you know, I love journaling, and I have a whole album that was created. Most of my music is created from journaling. Um, it's so cathartic. And so, what do you say? What is it about journaling that just allows people to tap into this? This territory that they didn't even know was there
3: i scientifically i I couldn't tell you but i I can tell you that there have been a lot of scientific stuff now that can that can tell you you know what's what happens in the brain and the body and and all that stuff. But i i think I just concur with what you said there's just some it's a magical process magical mysterious mm-hmm. magical. It's, it's just one of the and it's, F R E E. Not one of my four-letter F words. It's uh, so that I don't know the, the mechanism of how it works. All I know is that it works.
1: Exactly. And you don't. We don't need to. I tell that to people all the time about meditation. You don't need to understand how it works. Do you bother to understand how when you flip a light switch coming into the room? I don't care why that works. I just know it works. I don't. I don't need to know how. I just want to know that it works. And same thing yes. with, with writing. And another similarity with meditation and journaling, I feel like, is people. I mean, tell me if you think this is true, but people will say, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just not any good at, I'm not any good at meditating." You know, that's why I don't do it. I think they say the same thing. People have this misconception; they need to be some sort of fabulous writer to do journaling.
3: Absolutely, and again, gets back to the issues we're carrying in our tissues. And there's hardly clients that I've. A that hasn't had some type of dramatic experience in their childhood of a writing teacher, or an English teacher, and who focuses on the, as I said, the uh, the sentence structure, the grammar, and all that. Oh, you're not a writer you're not and all that type of. Experience. And and it's again in our unconscious, our subconscious, in our in the tissues <laughs> of our body, and that's what. Well, German is a real cool tool. To help us get there to find out, oh, oh that's where they just think I'm. You know, in my own experience of of journaling, when I first started journaling, I thought that I was just going to train myself how to write uh, with my left hand because I had this injury on the right side of my body, and I got into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh my goodness! I became left-handed very, very quickly, and uh, I remembered all kinds of things from my childhood and remembered I always was left-handed. But the nuns changed me. So, again, when you get to the whole thing of journaling and magical, so like, oh, my goodness, that's where that comes from. So, it's like that's that. amazing.
1: So you were originally left-handed as a child, and then the nuns sort of, you know, said, no, be right-handed. And journaling allowed you to discover that you really were naturally left-handed. That's unbelievable.
3: Absolutely. And that's like to me, it's like, uh, it, it's free therapy, and it's like. Oh, I mean, I know I had a child with another kind, but it's just uh, giving yourself. What is it? All the stuff, all the answers are inside of you, and it's like, oh, that's why when you're a child and you just plug all this in, it's like, that was not in my conscious mind, and I just never. I mean, I didn't pick up the pen. It's like, okay, I'll just start writing left handed and throw a whole night. <laughs> involvement, in but that's what comes out of, of journaling. It's just like, and it gets to, back to what you were saying. You just do it. You just sit down with the pen in the uh, the, the page, and you just write a question or uh, make a statement or just write, 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 and it's just like magic happens. It may not happen right there on the, pe- the page, but you'll be out uh, taking a walk, doing a meditation, cooking dinner, taking a show, and then, oh, that's where that comes from. That's why I always do that, or that's why so-and-so keeps that, or whatever. Just a, I love like, that. Just, yeah, because you, you sort of, you
1: kind so of stirred the pot, so to speak, right? So you you've stirred things up, and now the, you're churning on them a little bit. You're, you're, you're simmering, and they're, they're coming up, and you're smelling these delicious smells, and things are coming out as it simmers. I love that. I love the after effect of journaling. And it, like you said, it doesn't necessarily happen in those first two minutes. I find I have to get through that first five minutes of the blah, whatever's coming out, right, um, mm-hmm. to get to the really juicy stuff. Because once that pen starts going, that's when the juicy stuff is coming out, right?
3: Definitely. free writing is is the key. It's like, wow, just let rip. And it's just like, whatever, whatever. Just go for it.
1: Yeah. And I love what you said. Just do it. The old Mikey, just do, <laughs> this is do it. It works for working out. It works for this. It works for meditation. Just do it because once you start doing it, you will love it and you will feel like I love what you said about free therapy um, because it is. It's so true and so therapeutic. Well, this is amazing. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to have a quick little break right now. We're going to be right back with Mary McCarthy with some more tips and some more insights into how to feel better and using journaling as a tool for free therapy.
2: Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508 226 1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. The Dr. Nina Show is now on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Tuesday, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Time. From the healing heart of Dr. Nina Sabelle Rockland comes a message of hope for people struggling with binge eating. She helps listeners break free from emotional eating by identifying the hidden triggers to binging and provides a path for healing without dieting or focusing on food. As she puts it, it's not what you're eating that's the real problem. It's what's eating at you. Be sure to tune in for diet-free strategies on how to outsmart emotional eating so you can stop thinking about food and start living your best and most happy
0: life. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy to use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life.
2: This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.
1: We're back with Mary McCarthy, international best-selling author, and she's talking to us about her new book, Mindset Medicine, a journaling power, self-love book. Mary, welcome back. We're so excited. I love that story you shared with us about your left-handedness and how you came back to yourself in, uh, in your journaling, you also shared with me when we spoke earlier a very interesting story about singing and um, just the synchronistic things that have been happening to you and how you love singing. And that, of course, is you know, touching my heart because I'm a singer as well.
3: Oh, yes. And again, goes back to the wonderful St. Bernard's grade school. Um, I had always loved <laughs> music and loved singing, and I tried out, I think it was like maybe fourth grade or something for the uh, the Corollers and was rejected. And so I don't, I couldn't uh, verify exactly what they said. The impression I got was that I was tone deaf and not worthy of the, the corollers. But as you know, i had been talking earlier, Barry, that it's like when we're kids, we're sponges, we took all that stuff in. So I just- mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've been carrying the issues in my tissues. And again, thank goodness to um, for journaling. I said, like, oh yeah, I remember. I always wanted to be a real singer and and just that whole scenario of, of grade school came, came up again. And what was so exciting is that I set it as a goal that I thought, yes, at the tender young age of 52, I'm gonna be a real singer. Uh, and about <laughs> a month later, uh, in the local paper, with a story about the celebration of a, a music school over in Kingston, Mass., that was celebrating its 30th anniversary and catered to students of all ages. That the, that's another uh, fantastic benefit of the journaling. It's like, as you said, you're stirring the podge, you're, you're sending the message to the universe. It's like, oh, that's what her goals are. Oh, that's where she's going. And then, boom, something shows up. They'll, they'll help you on your way.
1: I love that, how the synchronicity comes into play, you know, and, and you also say something so powerful because this was a story, whether it was true or not, it doesn't matter. Like you said, when we're kids and until the age of seven, we're just taking everything in. We are just sponges. We're designed that way. Again, that's our brain just doing its job, learning, learning everything it can, but you kept that story alive. And so many people, so many of my clients come to me, they, a lot of times they don't even realize that they have this little underlying story that they picked up when they were six or seven, and they're still carrying it around as an adult, and they're using that story to direct their lives. And Mm -hmm. I just love that you were able to get in there and through your journaling uncover that, hey, wait, this is my true passion, and that story is not true at all for me because you told me that you could sing the heck out of some Mariah Carey, okay? (laughs) And that's not easy
3: to do. But it, it, again, it, it just takes—it's uh, taking the the raw material that's there, and I've been taking uh, vocal lessons for you know twenty some years. But it's just like it's doable that you, that with work, 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 and and the getting you know the coaching, the the help, the adult supervision, if you will, it's like you you can achieve your goals.
1: Amen. I love that, and you and you got rid of that story so that you yourself believed. Because listen to you now, you know you're an inspiration for other people to go back and look at what it was through journaling and through the great prompts in your book. And I, I just love the titles of your chapters in here, and really dig in. And like you said, who is in there? Who is that person? You know, I I often have clients go back to the things that they did when they were a child, you know, like we were talking about before. What were you passionate about? What did you naturally do as a kid? And, you know, singing and writing and whatever it was, writing poetry and all these things start to come out. As we're adults, the stuff that we sort of, like our emotion, pushed down and denied because it was just not acceptable at the time, right?
3: Absolutely. And And again... But it's exciting looking... We can do it now, it's like, okay, we' rather than again, she said earlier about the the negativity, of focusing on, oh yeah, I want to do this it's like, yes, we can do it now, as I said, with the thinking I said, yep the 52 year old woman is like yep i'm I'm gonna do this,
1: <laughs> I love it, because it's <laughs> never too late it's never too late to be what we might have been, you know i always have i talk in my book about the rocking chair exercise where you know, I have people sit down. It's a little meditation, and you picture yourself in your rocking chair. You know, 100 years old, or whatever your goal is, and you're looking back on your life. What is it that you will regret most for not doing? Because that's what everybody says. If you read all those books, it's what they didn't do that they wanted to do that they that they end up regretting the most.
3: Oh, absolutely, and yeah, and I think, and that's what again journaling helps you do is just get in there, dig deep, and say. Oh, my gosh, I've always wanted to do this. Or, oh, yeah, that's always interested me. Or, whatever, and just find all the, the things that are in, as a way down your your body, your mind, and then makes you come up with the, the mindset that you have today that you can change. Absolutely. I love that. Change is
1: so possible. And especially when you're talking about mindset, like we were talking about earlier, it can happen quickly. You can change your mindset quickly when you decide that you're sick of living like this or you're sick of feeling like this, you know, um, you can change it much faster than you thought you could. And journaling is a really easy way to even speed up that process even faster.
3: Mm -hmm. I I see free all uh, American drugs uh, that's possible to help you do any and everything you want to do. I just can't imagine there's, there's nothing that you can't use journaling to help you uh, solve problems, master challenges, uh, achieve your goals, and all of the above.
1: It's really, it's really amazing. And I just wanted to share with everybody that you have been so generous, and you're going to give away um, a copy of your book, "Find Your True Self in 23 Days." Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, it's
3: one of the uh, I have about like 20 some different workbooks, journaling power workbooks in life. My- I saw, and it really helps you uh, just sit down and just really start the journey of going inward and, and going on the adventure of, oh, that's me, or that's who I thought. So it's it's really an opportunity to and get you into the routine of setting journaling up as a daily practice. Because if you get that into your daily routine, you make it a daily practice, self care, self love practice. It's like, yeah, just as to where you can go with that before you Amen, it out. yeah.
1: And it, it needs to be daily. I, I feel like, you know, when somebody decides to set up a little morning routine for themselves, I, I teach this all the time, um, it really just enforces all the things you want to be, do, and have, you know, because you're you're creating this new good habit for yourself of sitting down and journaling and whatever the other things is are that you want to do in the morning. And I think that really puts that habit into play, which is why yours is probably 23 days, because you're instilling that habit in somebody. And once you start to feel better, we start to associate that positivity with what we're doing. And in this case, it will be journaling, which is super powerful.
3: Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. So, and so, you know, so, as you know inner work is a, is a lot of work. So, like I said, you're right. You, you need to set it up as a practice, a, a routine, a daily uh, self-love, self-care practice, and it's like, yeah, and then you can really take off.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So if they want to find out more, you can go to Mary's site at Create right now. So that's Create, the word Create, C-R-E-A-T-E, right as in W-R-I-T-E, now.com. And you can find a lot of information um, about journaling, you find all her books, what other clients have to say, and it's a lot of really cool resources here on her page. Um, and if you're
3: interested in the free gift, Mary, is that on your website? Yes, it's in the uh, my store, and just go. It's um, in your store. Yes, yeah, and my, my store has all kinds of shapes and sizes of books. But this one is it's called. Uh, I, I was a, it's a misnomer. It is discover your your true self in 23 days. That's the one that's the Discover, appreciate. okay. I like that word better.
1: Discover your true self. Yes. Um, discover, that F-I-N-D, that was, was another one of those four letter F words. Um, discover right. your true self in 23 days. And this is gonna be a powerful way for you to start this journey of journaling. It's a great place to start. Um, and I think you're gonna find Mary's work is super powerful. And it's going to help you with some prompting, and because I think that's the hardest part, wouldn't you say, Mary? People are like, I just don't know where to start with this. I, I see that it could be beneficial for me, but, but, but how do I start, and how do I remember to do it? Right, and just start where you are. <laughs> that's my Begin question. where you are. Come a chodra, right? Yes. Start where you are, and no judgment. I feel like that's a really important part of the practice.
3: And we're just, as you know, so used to self-sabotage, self-criticism, all that, that's the way we were brought up, and it takes a long time to change that around. But you change that by doing the work.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love it. And doing
3: the work and accepting
1: yourself anyways, when you uncover some of these things that you've been doing, I love those moments, because I find those as freedom. When I see a pattern or something that I can uncover, and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize I was you know, telling that story, or I had this whole thing happening. And that's why it's such a journey into, you know, self-care. It's a, it's a huge piece of self-care. I feel like journaling is a great way to understand yourself and take care of yourself at the same time. Great.
3: And again, it's all in, all there, and you have everything that, that you need. in journaling Just you the, the tour guide, shall we say, to, to get you into the, the real cockles of your heart and body and soul.
1: I love that. And really tying it all together, you know, and it's also, it's a physical thing. I feel like we're so, you know, pen and pen and paper is a really powerful way to write. I'm, I'm, you know, I remember Wayne Dyer saying that he only ever writes his books with pen and paper because it's the physical act of bringing that pen on the piece of paper and actually creating that as opposed to typing. It, it's just so much more powerful to physically scroll those letters um, Again, and you're changing your physiology, right? Because you're doing something different when you're writing with your body.
3: Absolutely. And it, 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 it gets you straight out to the universe and the powers of the, the source, whatever's going on in this wonderful universe of ours. It's just like, and uh, it's you can create your own synchronicity with pen to page every day.
1: I love that. I love, I love creating your own synchronicities because we're all sort of like looking for them and we're looking for signs and we, we want some synchronicity, but I, like you said before, I feel like we often block it. We block ourselves. We sabotage ourselves unknowingly. And it sounds like this is a really great key, a way to, to stop doing that and support ourselves.
3: Absolutely. If, if, uh, if self-love is uh, the goal, then... Journaling uh, will, will be the tool to pick you there. It's the
1: tool, right. And there's no wrong way. There's no wrong way to journal. I love that, right? We're so right-wrong in this world. There's no wrong way to do it. Nope.
3: Whatever works for you, morning, night, crayons, lines, no-line, all of it, but whatever works for you is, is the way to journal. And just
1: giving yourself permission, you know, giving yourself permission to spend that time. I feel like a lot of people get hung up on the I don't have time to do that sort of a mindset. Just giving yourself that permission, that free time, the free write time, whether you're a writer or not doesn't matter.
3: No. Just just come as you are. It's like that. Come as you are, party, and just start from where you are and just go on.
1: I love it. Mary, thank you so much. This has been incredible chatting with you today about mindset medicine and your whole journey into journaling and how to feel this self-love. And I love the free therapy motto. You should have that on your website. That was great what you said there. (laughs) So thank you for joining us. And if you want to find out more about Mary, again, go to her website at createrightnow.com and you can find, get the free gift that we mentioned and find out all the background and a lot of great resources. And come to my page as well at kerryrowan.com if you need more information and we'll have this and all my other shows on demand at dreamvision7radio.com and thank you thank you so much for being open and for listening today do have a fantastic day thank you
0: Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details.